welcome to the Moving Markets podcast on Monday, the 31st of July, with me, Bernadette Andeco. I'd like to start today by reminding listeners that owing to the national holiday in Switzerland tomorrow, there will be no Moving Markets podcast broadcast on the 1st of August. But we will be back again on Wednesday, so you'll only have to go one day without us. Now, getting on to today's business, this morning, Lucia Chachulovic is going to bring us up to speed on what the key market activity is. And Mensor Pachinci is here to tell us what's hot from a technical perspective. But let's kick off with the markets news. Good morning to you, Lucia. Good morning, Bernadette. So, Lucia, um, we might as well go back to Friday when the Federal Reserve's favourite inflation gauge was released and the latest US consumer numbers also came out. Perhaps you could uh, fill us in on the details there, Lucia. Sure. So on Friday, the June data for the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index showed a continued slowdown in inflation. The so-called core PCE rose 4.1% year-on-year, well below May's 4.6%. Meanwhile, the US consumer remains strong, with inflation-adjusted consumer spending up 0.4% in June. Both figures show that um, one, inflation is slowly but surely coming down, and two, that the US economy continues to be supported by a strong consumer. Both raise hopes that the rate hike cycle may be at an end and that an economic downturn may be avoided. Well, that would certainly be good news. Um, How did the US stock markets react? So stocks rose on Friday with the Dow Jones and the S&P 500 closing out their third consecutive winning week. Stronger than expected earnings also played a role as they support the case that the US could avoid a recession. Some notable companies include consumer goods company Procter & Gamble and chipmaker Intel, which beat analysts' estimates and sent their shares higher. On the other hand, the uh, car maker Ford, which also did beat estimates, saw its shares fall after the company said that the introduction of electric vehicles was taking longer than expected due to higher costs. Okay, so if we now uh, turn to China, their latest figures show that the country's economic activities lost further momentum in July, with manufacturing contracting again and also the services sector weakening. There's hope for government support, though, isn't there, Lucia? Well, yes and no. So China did release a wide-ranging policy document today, which included some recently announced consumption-related initiatives. Um, So the document focuses on removing government restrictions on consumption, such as car purchase limits, improving infrastructure, and holding promotional events such as food festivals. But like the measures that were already announced on Friday and which focused on boosting manufacturing, The latest steps today are aimed at improving the supply of goods rather than increasing demand. Um, There will be a press release um, or press conference at 9 a.m. European time where Chinese officials will outline their latest plans. Okay, I guess we'll have to keep our eyes peeled for the headlines then after that. Um, But how did Asia-Pacific markets perform overnight? So stocks were generally higher. Chinese stocks extended last week's gains and Hong Kong, South Korea and Japan were up too. Australian shares bucked the trend and are trading around zero as investors prepare for the Reserve Bank of Australia's interest rate decision on Tuesday, when economists expect the benchmark policy rate to be raised by 25 basis points to 4.35%. Okay, I guess uh, we should have a word on commodities. Um, I see oil is down slightly today. I'm not not sure if there's any news there. And and perhaps you could fill us in on gold as well, Lucia. 
Yeah, so oil is currently trading lower, but it is on track for its biggest monthly gain in over a year. It is being supported by signs that the market is tightening amid estimates that crude oil demand is running at a record pace, just as OPEC Plus is cutting supply. Um, gold, meanwhile, is also slightly lower this morning following Friday's downward movement, and it is being weighed down by strong US economic data. Okay, then uh, what can investors expect for the day and the week ahead? So first things first, um, looking at the futures board, European equities are set for a muted start and US futures are currently trading just below the zero line. In terms of economic data today, we will receive German and Swiss retail sales figures as well as Italian and Eurozone GDP data and finally the Eurozone CPI for July. Other highlights this week include the US employment report on Friday, the Bank of England's interest rate decision on Thursday and Swiss inflation data on Thursday as well. Great. Thanks very much, Lucia. Thank you, Bernadette. Now um, it's time to look at what the charts are showing us with uh, Mensor Potinzi, our Head of Technical Analysis. Good morning, Mensor. Good morning, Bernadette. I know that you're expecting uh, US dollar weakness to continue, Mensor, and I guess we should look a bit closer at US Treasuries, given that the yield on the 10-year popped back above uh, 4% last week. Are the charts telling us this weakness in Treasuries is going to continue, or is that just uh, a blip? Yes, that's a very interesting question. I think at uh, 4%, 4.10%. Markets are very important for investors. So when we look at our charts, basically we see that uh, after peaking in late October last year, interest rates in the U.S. have been moving sideways. So we still think that we are here in a topping process. Nevertheless, to confirm this topping process, U.S. 10-year Treasury yields would need to decline below 3.6%. So we are watching this very closely. Uh, so we think as long as we stay here below 4.10% on the yields, that this topping process resumes. But to have clarity, we need uh, to see yields drop below 3.6% in the coming weeks. Okay. Um, so turning to the stock markets, I saw that you wrote last week that uh, world equities are seeing their best breadth in 22 months and that you're expecting more gains to come. I wonder if you could explain why breadth matters. Yes. So uh, the term breadth means basically in the technical terms, how many stocks are advancing. And a sign of strength in a bull market is when all the stocks are advancing. So when you have broad demand for equities, meaning that uh, equities in various sectors, in various sizes do increase in price. And so the, the broader the market is, the stronger the rally is. And usually when you have very strong breadth, this is basically a sign that the rally continues. And only at a later stage, when only a handful of stocks or only a particular sector keeps up the market, you can expect a topping process. So this means that this strong breath indicates a an extension of the current rally in global equities. Super. Thank you very much. Um, is there anything in particular you think we should be watching out for as uh, August starts now, Mentor? Yes, I think um, the news is always uh, gloomy. And especially when you look at Europe, maybe the background noise is a bit gloomy. But when I look at European equities, so I can take a look here at the Euro stocks or the stocks 600, the index is breaking out to a new 52-week high. And so it basically indicates that the consolidation we have seen here since uh, February basically has been a consolidation in an uptrend. And the index or the market has refused to correct. 
So this is a typical bull market behavior, and that's why we would expect European equities, in particular the stock 600, to rise back to its 2021 highs. That's a great, nice bullish start to the week. Thank you very much indeed for your insights today, Mensor. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Um, I'd like to thank my guests for contributing and you, of course, for listening. Please join us again on Wednesday when we'll find out what's been moving markets while Switzerland has celebrated its National Day. Meanwhile, good luck today and goodbye for now. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. Beyond Markets is a weekly podcast where Julius Bear experts and external speakers discuss some of the latest market developments. They share their key research and insights on today's ever-changing economic landscape and present practical advice. Search for Beyond Markets on your favourite podcast player.